try not to re- go over too much, but on our Wednesday night Bible study, we're doing through elemental theology and using the outline from Brother Emery Bancroft, and um, so it's actually the studies of, you know, so there's some ologies there. Bibliology was the first chapter, it's the study of the Bible and the Scriptures, the doctrine of the Scriptures, the doctrine of God theology, the doctrine of Christ Christology, the doctrine of Holy Spirit pneumatology, the doctrine of man anthropology, and where are we at? (laughs) It seems like it was another one before we got to the doctrine. Oh yeah, the doctrine of sin, I think it was, and then now we're in the doctrine of salvation. So, doctrine of sin was... Armatiology, uh, there we go, and, and soteriology, where we're at now. All right, so salvation, and salvation, like we've been saying, uh, at salvation, you didn't realize it's all, all of what was in it. We just realized that um, we were a sinner and he was a savior, and we didn't realize there's a whole lot, and we responded to that. I was praying uh, uh, tonight and uh, mentioned that the goodness of God uh, leadeth men to repentance. Amen. And, uh, but, you know, they have to see themselves as a sinner, but then they have to see Christ as a Savior. And that's, that's the goodness of God that, uh, you know, that's just one of the things that he points to is the cross. And, uh, and then when they realize that was for them, you know, we, we quote John three sixteen for God so loved the world. But, and, and it has been said, it's like, put your name where it says the world. And uh, I've seen, heard that done in invitation times just to try to get the sinner to realize uh, it was for them personally. And so, so if, if, we, and if we can, you know, if they will see that, uh, lots of times that's, that's the hang-up. Other times it's just their sin. They want to hang on to their sin. Um, and they don't want to give that up, that pleasure of sin. They don't realize it's but for a season like Moses did. <laughs> Uh, when he made some choices, and um, you know, salvation is um, is a choice. There's a choice in there. There's a free will. Man has uh, man has a will uh, not to get saved any time that he wants to, like the Armenian bunch would say. Uh, but uh, but we're not a robot either. That we're that there's nothing we can do to avoid salvation if we're on the Calvinist side. <laughs> I'm glad we're Baptists, right, right down the middle. So there is the drawing of the Holy Spirit and the work of God in salvation, but then man has a free will to accept or reject, bottom line. And so, you know, almost thou persuadest me to be, you know. And so he rejected it. He got close, but he said no, probably, and it's been preached. You know, it doesn't say in the Scriptures, but position and authority and maybe riches and a lot of other things like that uh, has, has, uh, has something to do with people just don't want to give up. They think that they have to give up uh, a lot, and what they don't know is we have so much more in Christ. Um, and people, yeah, that's exactly right. People, you know, well, just like the one rich man that come to Jesus, you know, he went away sorrowful. Because Jesus dealt with where he was at. Obviously, riches was one of his issues that he had to deal with. Uh, not to say that he he would have ever had to necessarily get rid of him or wouldn't have ever got him back. But that was what was holding him up. 
Uh, that was what he had to deal with in his life was his riches. Just like uh, the woman at the well, though, she had to deal with the sin that was in her life. Been married five times, a woman, and the man that she was living with was not her husband. But she got things right. She left her water pot at the well, as was just mentioned. You know, so she, you know, so she, you see both of these examples, so many other examples in the Word of God. So there's that. Now, I, I misspoke whenever I said we were going to be in um, sanctification. That's the next big letter. We're still in justification. We still got some justification to do. So within the doctrine of salvation, soteriology, the big A was regeneration, and we went over that. The big B was repentance, and so regeneration, repentance, and then C in the outline was faith, and D is justification, and E is sanctification. So... I remember reading sanctification in the outline, but I said we was going to be there, there, and we're still in the middle of justification. And uh, so, in justification, we got down to, or so we've seen, uh, well, we, last time we dealt with the meaning of justification, and now we're looking at the scope of justification. Whew, the scope, I don't know, if we're, there's a whole lot more still to go, so we'll get through what we can. I try to get done most of the time by... By 8.30, sometimes we go over a little, about 10 minutes, but I try to get done around 8.30, sometimes a little bit before, just depending on where we're at in the outline. So bear with me and appreciate. And it's been a good study. I always, and I appreciate this church being able to, there's still some things, like when I got, first part of this was, you know, there's a lot of wordy when we're reading some of Mr. Bancroft's stuff. And uh, I remember the first couple of times that I, I, I went through this book in the Sunday school type arena. Um especially that crowd down in Mississippi, it was just kind of like, we. and I tried to bring it down, you know, <laughs> but it was still, uh, you know, just hard to grab. But this, this crowd apparently, you know, studied in the doctrines, but it just kind of opens up some things more, and hopefully it's not too much for the, the babes in Christ to choke down. But uh, just hopefully it'll make us hungry for this, this understanding. The scope of justification, the scope, of justification. So justification begins with the believer's present. Woo! And extends in two directions, the past and the future. It deals with the sin and the guilt of both judicially and establishes him as eternally righteous before God. So it deals with the presence, but it goes all the way back and it goes all the way to the future. And that's what we dealt with last time that it was a judicial term. Justification is a judicial term. So, and I like this next portion because he deals, <clears throat> justification, he points out, dealing with God as judge, and then when we sin, then we are dealt with as a father when we're a son. So he, he kind of brings that out here in this reading here. So Acts chapter 13 is where we're going to start off as far as running the reference goes, Acts 13. So, the, uh, so let's see, Acts 13. All right, so 
Number one, under the scope, the remission of sins, including the removal of their guilt and penalty. So this is the scope of justification. The remission of sins, including the removal of their guilt and penalty. Acts chapter 13, verses 20, I'm sorry, 38 and 39. Acts 13, 38 and 39. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that though, I'm sorry, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. I like that word all there in verse number 39. <laughs> and by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. So again, the, the number one underneath this, uh, the scope of it, is the remission of sins, including the removal of their guilt and penalty. So we have some see further verses. So we're going to see further Romans chapter 8. Verses 1 and then 33 and 34. So Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now. And, I, and I've highlighted that word now and I've said it before for the sake of those that hadn't heard it the first time. <laughs> now. I love it. Because that's ever present. So now and then the now, it's ahead of me. There is therefore now. Forever now, always present now. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So always now. So no condemnation. They're gone. The remission of sins, including the removal of their guilt and penalty. Romans 8, 33 and 34. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. All right, so he's, we're justified and we're not condemned. Woo, all right. Now, no condemnation, all right, so... So there's the it. So, in, so the remission of sins. That's what justification is. It's gone. Uh, so let's see. Numbers. Let's two, two, two more. See further. Numbers twenty three. Too much stuff in my Bible, Douglas. You're gonna have to clean it out. Wow. All right. Mm -hmm. Numbers 23, verse 21. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. So he hath not beheld iniquity. So when he looks at him, he looked at him, 
he didn't behold any iniquity. Again, we're talking about justification here and the removal of our guilt and penalty. Micah 7. A little harder to find. <laughs> All right, Micah 7. If you go to Schofield Bible, page 950. <laughs> All Schofields. All right. Um, Micah 7, verses 18 and 19. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He remaineth not, I'm sorry, he retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again, he will have compassion upon us, he will subdue our iniquities. And thou shalt cast, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right. And I think it was, who was it? Somebody, it might have been Chris that was there. Somebody, I've, I've got verse 18 in my Bible underlined. I've got 18 and 19 highlighted. And in my margin, I put forever right there next to the, Forever, because he delighteth in mercy. Forever. They're gone. It's, it's history. Toast. Forgiven. All, all of it. Past, present, and future. Justified. All right. So in justification, there is a complete vindication of the believer from all nonconformity to, a, to and transgression of the law of God. Read that again. In justification, there is a complete vindication of of the believer from all nonconformity to and transgression of the law of God. We're clear. Justified. Secondly, so first, the remission of sins, including the removal of their guilt and penalty. We're looking at the scope of justification. The second is the reckoning of Christ's righteousness and the restoration of God's favor. 2 Corinthians 5. So let me read that again while you're turning. The reckoning of Christ's righteousness and the restoration of God's favor. This is the scope of justification. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. All right, so the reckoning of Christ's righteousness and the restoration of God's favor. We're in Christ, so Christ was made to be sin for us and uh, who knew no sin, that we might be made righteous, uh, made the righteousness of God in him. So, again, we stand righteous I don't understand it. I just, and again, at salvation, we didn't understand this. We didn't understand the scope of it, which is what we're looking at tonight. But now that we've come along out of salvation, we're like, wow, this is awesome stuff. This is good stuff. This is big stuff. This is mind-blowing stuff because we, we still see ourselves in the mirror as the sinner that we know we are. we still fail and we still stumble and we still fall. But when we get a handle on the scope of justification, 
and all that we have in him and because of him and by him and through him. Woo. It's getting them shouting ground. <laughs> See further, Philippians chapter 3. Again, the reckoning of Christ's righteousness and restoration of God's favor in us through Christ. So Philippians 3 and verse number 9. Let me back up to the sentence. Verse number 8. Yea, doubtless, nah, back go 7. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the, through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now, verse number 9, I read the whole sentence there. But be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Again, Christ's righteousness and the restoration of God's favor. All right, so let's go to, that's why we're here, just James. We won't run. James 2, verse 23. Uh, there's some questions there. Let's grab the questions here. Verse number 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his, with his works, and by works was, made, uh, was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Faith, all right. All right, and we'll just leave off there. So here's the arrangement. Let's see here. Okay, looking at the time. Wow. So... There is an arrangement in England whereby the king can, of his royal clemency, pardon a criminal, but he cannot reinstate the man in the position of one who has never broken the law. To the end of his days, the man will be a pardoned criminal, but the king of kings not only can forgive, but can clear the offender and reinstate him by regarding him as right in the eyes of the law. That's Mr. Thomas that said that. I guess the next paragraph or the next statement here is probably by Mr. Bancroft. From the moment of conversion to the end of earthly life, justification is absolutely the same. The believer may need to be forgiven as a child of the father, but he can never again be as a criminal before the judge. <laughs> justification is the act of a judge Forgiveness is the act of a parent. Ah, so, uh, and that, that opens up John chapter 1 and us becoming the sons of God and a child of God and all that new birth. I mean, that opens up a whole new line of thought for me anyway. 
But I like that. Justification is the act of a judge. Forgiveness is the act of a parent. But uh, the believer may need to be forgiven as a child of the father, but he can never again be as a criminal before the judge because we're no longer under the law. There's therefore now <laughs> no condemnation. <laughs> That's right, because we're in Christ Jesus and he became sin for us and he paid the penalty. Woo! Man, just... It's just getting deeper. Throw me a throw me a life vest. I'm just <laughs> I can't touch the bottom out here. It's just <laughs> man. All right. And then Mr. Dean, I'd have to go to the bibliography to tell you who all these are. But Mr. Dean says justification covers past, present, and future. The sin question between the soul and God is forever settled. He may be a disobedient child and therefore need the father's chastening rod but he can never be an alien sinner facing the condemnation of the judge. I'm just telling you. And like, like Brother Glenn pointed out several times in their Sunday school, you know, the whole, you know, well, you guys believe that, you know, you can just get saved and then live any way you want to live. And he said, yes, I drink as much as I want to drink. Liquor. I just don't want any liquor. And I do this as much as I want to, but we are a new creature in Christ. And because we, the more we understand about all that Christ did for us and all that we have in Christ, the more we don't want to do that stuff. The more we, and that goes to the sanctification part, which is in the next, or well, last Sunday, and it's in the next part of the outline. The more we have a desire to be clean. And to live right and to follow him in his precepts and in his commandments. Not that we have to to keep it. Not that we have to to get it. It's just because we want to because he done paid it all and we are understanding justification more and more. All right, so here's the doctrinal statement about justification here. At least this one, this new doctrinal statement here. In Christ Jesus, all that believe are justified from all things. They are made righteous in him. All right, so the, that was the scope of justification. And let me see here. Okay. Oof. We're just going to get the first part of this. All right, so the negatively considered part at least. So this is the, uh, the method of justification. The method of justification. The method is divine, not human. Man justifies the innocent only. God justifies the guilty man, the guilty. Man justifies on the ground of merit. God justifies on the ground of mercy. So, yeah, that's it. So, man makes you work for it. You have to prove to me that you have crossed all the T's and dotted all the, you know, Filled in all the boxes and da-da-da. And when you have made that, then I'll consider you justified. Because it's merit. And a lot, you know, who was it? Somebody. I think it was Bo Ballard put something about the Pope out there on social media. And, uh, and he was right in the little statement he did. But, uh, but that's exactly, you know, you got to do this and 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 do this. 
and then there's no guarantee. Then when you get to then when you get to purgatory, somebody if with enough money, maybe we'll pray you out. And still don't know for merit. Merit. But God justifies on, on the grounds of mercy. Hallelujah. All right, so negatively considered. And again, for those sake of the visitors, when Mr. Bancroft says negative, negatively considered, he says what it is not. Okay? So there's the... So we see negatively considered, positively considered. So this is what justification is not. Okay? It is not the method of it, negatively considered. The method of justification is not by... Moral character. So 1 Corinthians, not by moral character. 1 Corinthians 4. That's exactly. 1 Corinthians 4. And verse 4. Now to him that worketh, it is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. All right, just go ahead and grab five there. And then Luke, see further what it is not. It's not by moral character. Luke 16. Luke 16 and verse 15. Let's back up to 14. And the Pharisees also, who were covetous, heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men. But God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. So it's not by moral character. Our righteousness is as filthy rags, the Bible tells us. There is none that do good, no, not one. All right, so there's... Yeah. So, in order for a man to be justified on this ground, his moral character would have to be perfect. And this is true of no one. There is no man that liveth and sinneth not. There is no salvation by character. What men need is salvation from character. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, so, what it is not. So, the method of justification is not by moral character. Secondly, it is not by the works of the law. Romans 3. It is not by the works of the law. I keep the Ten Commandments. Oh, you do, do you? <laughs> uh, so, not by works of the law. Galatians 3. And verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Then see further Galatians chapter 2. Galatians 2, verse 16. Let's back up to 15. We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, 
knowing that, that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. So this is, not, this is the method of justification negatively considered, not by moral character and not by the works of the law. So while we're there in Galatians, let's look at Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 4. Let's back up. Let's just read verse 1 through 4. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. And that's exactly right. That's right. Let's see here. Titus. Let's grab Titus. Titus, uh, three, five. That's right, three, four. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man, appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Woo. All right, so this is the negatively considered, and we'll pick up the positively considered next time, but there is a paragraph. Let me read it, and we'll be done. All right, so this is the method of justification, negatively considered, not by moral character, not by the works of the law, and then here it is. The law was not given to save or to justify anyone but to stop argument and show that all are guilty, Romans 3.19. To give knowledge of sin, Romans 3.20 and Romans 7.7. 7. To show the exceeding sinfulness of sin, Romans 7.13. To lead the sinner to Jesus, Galatians 3.24. Quote, At the bar of God, no man can be counted righteous in his sight because of his obedience to law. No man can render a perfect and perpetual obedience, therefore justification by obedience to the law is impossible. Galatians 3.10, James 2.10, Romans 3.23. The burden of the epistle to the Romans is to set forth this great truth. As a means of establishing right relations with God, the law is totally insufficient. The only thing the law can do is to stop the mouth of every man and declare him guilty before God. It is, a question, it is a question of Moses or Christ, works or faith, law or promise, doing or believing, wages or free gift. Hallelujah. And that's Mr. Evans that said that. Good stuff. Yes, sir. Go ahead. All right. Romans 4, 5 through 8. 
But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Woo. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. All of it's really good. And that's what you have in Christ. That's just part of what you have in Christ. <laughs> There's so much more, but just talk about justification. So next time we'll do, and I, like I said, we're still not to E yet, but we're getting there, sanctification. So next time is justification, the method of it positively considered. I'll just throw the, so judicially by God, causatively by grace, meritoriously and manifestly, meritoriously and manifestly by Christ, mediate, mediately, mediately by faith, and then evidently by works. All right, so there's the positive consideration, or the positive uh, method. There we go, yeah. Positive consideration of the method of justification. Woo. And then we got the results of justification, and then we get into sanctification. All right, so we'll try to positively and the results next week, Lord willing, and then get on into sanctification in the weeks to come. Hallelujah. So as we are dismissed... Do pray for everybody traveling this weekend. You know, I know, uh, I know it still should be early enough before the revelers uh, start reveling uh, on on New Year's Day while you're traveling. I'm sorry, New Year's Eve while you're traveling back from Fifth Sunday. But uh, who was it? I guess it was Brother Chris who said, "I know people that start early." I said, "Yeah, I know, I know that too." But hopefully, like I said, Lord, keep everybody safe. Put prayers behind you. Uh, down there, pray pray for the preachers that'll be preaching. I know Brother Jacob Burley will be there, and which one of Bethany's going to be there? Is our Brother Jamie's going to be there? Okay, so Brother Brunson will be there. Brother Jacob Burley will be there. Chris is going to be there. And I don't know if Brother uh, Babcock will be there or not, but we know those three. So pray for these preachers. The Lord have His will and way that fifth Sunday, and pray for me uh, here uh, preaching to the Joshes and their families, and then maybe Lisa and Halls. I don't know. Hmm. If we can get them here, hopefully we can, and I'll be able to preach to them one more time uh, before we take them up for a few weeks. Hopefully it will be a few weeks <laughs> for Lisa's sake, and then so she can regroup. And uh, But then, uh, again, appreciate uh, the folks that's helped and asked and done and one thing or another for us while they've been here. And... Um, they, Brother Hollis has a, a friend. He's, he's in the ministry, but he's not a preacher. He's in the ministry of sort. He, uh, there's a printing press that he represents and goes, and he puts like the, the little New Testaments, the, the New Testaments and the John and Romans and things like that. Uh, he represents a printing press, and he, he distributes it, gives those to churches. Uh, but then, like, he has a friend in Steel, Steel, Steelwell, right? Steelwell and Tahlequah that he goes up to. He goes to Walmart parking lot and just hands out Bibles. Uh, I think he's got some in Cherokee, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, hands out Bibles and uh, tries to be a witness to them. And so he's been in Steelwell. He's never gotten out this far, but he went to see his brother-in-law down in Texas. And so looking at it, he's going to come up 35, see us. 
and then going back to Stillwell. But I say that about him. His name is Dale Maney. Uh, I got him a room at the hotel at our rate. We'll take care of his uh, his room. But Brother Maney has been a, just a real friend to Brother Hall. He'll just call him about almost every single day. They don't always talk every day because of of things, but he calls him every single day just to check on him. He's just one of those guys, and he's been a real friend. We ain't seen Brother Maney in years, and so uh, that's going to be, it's just worked out that, uh, that they're going to come up and be here about two, spend several hours with us, and then they go to the motel and then back to Steelwell the next day. So, But uh, I'm, I'm thankful for that opportunity for Brother Hall to see Brother Maney again and because uh, you never know what tomorrow holds. Especially when, uh, in fact, Lisa was concerned a couple of times that he would even make it to Missouri this weekend. Just some things. Uh, so do pray for their health. Pray for us as we travel. Pray for Fifth Sunday and Fifth Sunday travelers. And uh, pray that the lost will be saved. And pray for services at the three churches. That the Lord would have his will and way in these. And other men of God as we know. All right. So.